I'd like to call the Finance and Budget Subcommittee to order Thursday, March 23rd. Uh, the first, um, I suppose we have Mr. Francis take a roll call, please. Mr. Gerard. Yes. Mr. Barcelo. Mr. Doubt. Present. Mr. Lamoth. Here. Mr. Zatella. Yes. Four present, one absent. Thank you. Uh, the first item on the agenda is uh, organization. I don't know if anybody here, uh, Mr. Lamoth. I'd like to nominate Doug Gerard as chairperson to replace Sala Paula. Okay. Any other comments? Any other nominations? Motion to close the nominations. Motion to close the nominations. Doug Gerard would be now the new chairperson of the Finance and Budget Subcommittee. I would like to know if there's any other nominations out there for vice chairperson. We have any nominations for vice chair? I'd like to nominate Don Lamoff for vice chairperson, Finance and Budget Subcommittee. Second. We have a second on the floor. Thank you, Mr. Satella. Don Lamoth is, oh, all those in favor? Thank you. So Don Lamoth is the vice chair of the Finance and Budget Subcommittee. So thank you. Our next item, um, item on the agenda um, is the approval of minutes. May 16th, 2022, approval of minutes. Can I have a motion to approve? Motion to approve. Thank you, Mr. Doubt. We have a motion to approve. Um, show of hands for approval. No discussion. Okay. The minutes are approved. Our next topic, uh, number three, fiscal year 2024 budget. I'm going to turn this over to interim superintendent Alvin Morton. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. Um, thank you uh, for having us tonight. Um, I'll wait for you to put the PowerPoint up. But first, I want to give some thanks to um, Assistant Superintendent of Instruction and Accountability, uh, Matt Francis, and also uh, Director of Budget and Finance, Mr. John Marecki, and their staff in their office for the hard work that we have put in on this first phase of the FY24 uh, budget that we'll be presenting tonight. So the first thing you see just about this year's budget is the governor's uh, FY22, FY24 foundation budget was released on March 1st. And it came in at $122,693,363. Um, that's a plus $9,799,923 from last year. And also in FY24, our city contribution increased by $1,756,386. And our Chapter 70 was increased by $8,043,537. 
and the low income percentage was moved up from 71% to 73%, which kept us in decile 11. That is our economically disadvantaged for our low income students. Um, and the foundation budget per, per student, our per pupil expenditure is $17,122 for this upcoming year. So just in the comparison from FY23, it was 15,675 per pupil. In FY22, it was 14,280. So we increased from that in the last two fiscal years. And just to give a little bit more background information, our FY23 uh, city contribution was $32,109,426. And our FY24 contribution, which you'll see later on in the slides, is $33,865,812. And our chapter 70 uh, for FY23 was $80 million, $784,014. And our FY24 um, chapter 70 is $88,827,551. As we do in all our presentations, we want to tell you who we are. As a district, as you can see, the numbers hasn't pretty, they've been pretty static from all the state of the schools presentations. You know, we have uh, a total of 6,796 students in the district. Um, as you can see, our breakdown, uh, 4.7 African-American, 1.6 Asian, 42.9 um, Hispanic, 0% uh, Native American, uh, white, 47.1 uh, Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander is 0.1% and multi race non-Hispanic is 3.6. First language, not English. You can see breaking down who we are even farther, English language learners. And first thing like English, 13.5. English language learners, 6.3. Our low income is 69, as when we were doing state of the schools. As I previously said, it has gone up to 71%. And I think actually, to go back to that slide, I think it is 73%. So it's gone up to 73%. So when we first poured these numbers, it was 69%. It was gone up from that percentage point. And our high needs is 74.1%. So if we go school by school, they're in alphabetical order. And I'll just hit the highlights. So we have two new hires at Barry School. So 72 new staff, 72 total staff. So last year, FY23 was 70 staff. And you can see the comparison from 23 to 24. Um, and it's a change of 5.4% of the increase from 3,381,000 to 3,564,000. This is the site budget as we speak right here. And this is where the principals have autonomy. So you can see there is went from 60,000 to 58,000. And it's a change is a, a negative 2.25. However, when you look in the line items, principals have autonomy to move the line items of where they want to put more, more things in there, whether it's general supplies, or whether it's teaching professional or whether it's instructional equipment. But also this change is an expression of how much the enrollment has changed from year to year. So the reason this went down is the enrollment dropped by like 20 some students for Barry Elementary School. And you can see Belcher. So Belcher has 52 uh, staff. This is up from 47 staff in FY23. You got one new hire and a teacher. You got two new hires pairs and another pair of SPED and a guys and social worker hire. So this is where we started one of our new preschool programs this past year was at Belcher. Um, we actually added another classroom um, over there too. So Belcher has the most uh, preschools of the new programs we actually added this, this previous year. And you can see that they went from 
uh, $9 million to $2.5, and it was a 29.89% uh, increase. The site budget, the same way as I was speaking before, went from 58000 to 54000 a negative 6.2%. Um, and you can actually see where the instructional equipment went from 30000 to 15000 because you actually put more money, as you see up in the general supply line, went from 24000 50 to 35,840. So that actually went up in that line. So he had the discretion or was putting his money at. And the actual enrollment went down too at, at Belcher also. Bo, um, it went from 69 staff members this year. Previous year was 65. You had three new hires in Paris. You had one new hire in guidance and social worker from $3.3 million to 3.6, uh, increase of 6.88%. And you see FY, the site budget went from 90,000 to 84,000, a negative 6.8%. Uh, 6 6 he has uh, he put the money in general supply, so that's a 133.94 increase. And it was a decrease where he's teaching professional. It was a decrease in, in instructional materials. Um, so like I said, they have autonomy to put where their information and their money is going to be used throughout the school year. Go ahead. Yeah, the one the one thing when you're if you're looking at the site budget, you might see a decrease also is because we are in year two for some of these buildings for their steam labs. So a year one steam lab cre uh, creation was we we added twenty thousand dollars to their site budget if they were just in the infancy stage of the, creating their steam lab. In year two was fifteen thousand, and then and then we continued down that if they if they were more established with their steam lab. They got less money, but enough money to maintain their steam lab. So, so some of the some of the buildings, uh, when you see a decrease, it just isn't in, isn't enrollment, but it's also that steam lab uh, being in like a year two or a year three phase as well. And to add to what Mr. Francis said, the Roman piece of it is we're talking both specifically, and I can go back to the other schools. They went from. Um, 444 students to 409 students for this upcoming year. So that's a minus 35 students. So there's a difference there too. For Bowie, um, you have one new hire teacher regular, you have four new hires pairs, and then you have uh, one new hire garden social worker. So they went from 51 staff members to 57, and you can see an increase of 10.49% um, for, for Bowie in the salary line. For the actual site budget, they went from 61,000 to 63,000 and 1.94 uh, percentage of an increase and actually a uh, Bowie increase with students. So Bowie went from 250, uh, they went from 270 to 275 for the coming school year. No, uh, 270 to 275, five students. Lambert Lavoie. Uh, as you can see, they have one new hire teacher regular and one God and social worker. You're going to keep seeing this theme of one God and social worker is because we have a we hired three social workers on the elementary level and they're in all the elementary schools. So that's why it's split up. It doesn't look like we just you're going to see multiple God and social worker it doesn't mean we have a social worker for every school you see them in. It means it's three social workers we hired work in all the elementary schools. So just want to make sure you're thinking and keep seeing social worker one new hire that hire because they actually are in that building providing services also too. So as you see, Lambert Lavoie went from um, 50 in FY23 to 
52 for the upcoming FY24, went from 2.5 to 2.6 and a 3.57 increase for salary loan. And as you see, they went for a site budget, 42,000 um, to 45,000. It was a 5.9% increase. And they actually, for students, and as Mr. Francis said, it's also about their STEAM labs too. I think this may be year one for them, or actually, no, maybe year two for them, because uh, uh, Principal Endelow started it when he was there. So their actual money was put, they had a drop in general supply line. They had an increase in teacher professional, and they had an increase in instructional equipment along with the increase in instructional materials. But their actual students pretty much stayed pretty steady. You have Litwin. They went from, they only lost one staff member, they gained one staff member. FY23 was 63 staff members to 64. For FY24, that guidance social worker is the same, one of the three that are working on the elementary level. So the salary line went from 3.3 to 3.4. So it was a 3.78 increase. The site budget, they went from 74,000 to 71,000. It was a 2.89 decrease in Litwin's numbers went from 334 to 331. So it was a loss of uh, three students. But she has 100% of increase for general supplies from 2,000 to 4,000. She with the decrease where she moved from was the instructional equipment, but she also had an increase when it comes to instructional materials. Fairview Elementary School and salaries. You see one new hire in the teachers. You see uh, medical therapeutic. You see six pairs, and you see one guidance um, social worker. One hire. They went from FY23 with 101 staff to 111 staff. But also keep in mind, too, Fairview, Fairview Elementary School houses our 18 to 22-year-old program, too. So when you see that 111, like, why do they have so many staff members? Because so many programs they have over there. Just wanted people to keep that in mind. So they went from $4.4 million to $5.2 million. It was a 17.6 uh, increase on salaries. And the site budget, they went from 80,000 to 79,000 was a decrease of 1.26. And Fairview's uh, enrollment went from uh, 407 to 369, so it was a decrease of 38 students. Stefanik Elementary School, FY23, they had 68 staff members. And this year, they FY24 projecting 80, with one new hire under teacher, two new hires under teachers for special education, uh, eight new hires in the Paris for special ed and one new hire in the garden social worker. They went from $2.9 million to 3.6. It was a 21.66 increase. The site budget went from 47,000 to 63,000, so 35% uh, increase. Um, so their instructional equipment went up. 45% uh, and their actual instructional materials went up 37%. And if, correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Francis, this is one of the ones that maybe their STEAM lab is huge for them. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Stefanik and Fairview was one of the schools where we moved the line last year. Uh, the Stefanik line went into uh, previously what was Fairview's line. We extended the boundary for Stefanik last year. 
So we ended up having about 80 students that ended up at Stefanik. So you're going to see more at Stefanik from Fairview. Those students were uh, bused to Fairview and they were within a mile to Stefanik. So that's where we absorbed them into Stefanik school last year. So that's why you see the increase in the in the site budget. And you also see they went from enrollment in FY23, 320 to actually 389. So it had an increase of 69 students. Striver, um, one new hire under regular ed teacher, one uh, EL teacher, new hire, uh, one regular ed para hire, and one uh, special education hire, and one guidance uh, social worker hire. They went from 55 um, staff in FY23 to 60 staff for FY24 for 2.7 million to 2.8 million for an increase of 3.8%. Uh, so the site budget went from 55,050 to 55,160. So it was an increase of 0 0.2, uh, 2, uh, 20, yeah, 0 0.20. So they're actually her, her money's in general supplies. Um, she lost some money in uh, building technology, and then she uh, lost money in consumables. But she actually, this is where she wanted to put her money. Her money is actually in her general supplies to do with what she wanted to do with that increase of 36.48%. And she got an increase in instructional materials from zero to 6,000 was 100% increase. So that's where she wanted to put her money at that she was getting for slight budget. Our enrollment for Striver was uh, 227 to 226. So it was, a, it was a loss of one student. So we have Satella, which is next. Um, Satella, you have two new hires in the special education teachers and two new hires in the special education Paris. So Satella went from FY23, 61 staff to 65 staff for FY24, 2.0. Uh, $2 million to $2.8 million. It was a 25.77% uh, increase. And her site budget went from 41350 to 39520 was a decrease of 4.43%. Uh, um, her general supplies actually went up 58%. Uh, and um, that's where her general supplies were. Her steady uh, teacher professional stated 2000 and her enrollment went from 203 to 222. So she gained 19 students. And we also, it was a year we offered more full day programs at Satella this year too than we had previously offered in the past. In Bellamy Middle School, you have one new hire in the supervisory. That's the VP. Uh, what, no, that is, we're talking about the coordinator on the level we're still working with the CEA on that particular one. We also have a teacher, special ed, Teacher EL, uh, SPED, Paris, three new hires. They went from FY23, 125 staff members to 131 staff members for the upcoming school year. Uh, 7.2 million to 8 million was a 10.41 increase. Can you and back up for a second? Uh, you said you're working on a new hire at supervisory. What is that position? That is a actual coordinator, instructional coordinator on a middle school level. Because we were looking to do something because um, we added two new VPs at both Chickabee High and Chickabee Comp. We didn't. So the model we tried to use was the middle school model that has a VP for every grade. So the instructional coach would be. Yeah, we have an instructional coach for um, the middle school to help out with to give more support, like a content specialist on the middle school level 
but they also would help with evaluations also too. They would not do any discipline though. So the Bellamy site budget uh, went from 119,720 to 117,920, was a decrease of 1.50%. And Bellamy's enrollment went from 817 students to 776. So they lost 41 students. So we have DuPont supervisory, uh, the same position we talked about at Bellamy would be a DuPont also instructional coach, uh, teachers, regular three new hires, uh, SPED one new hire, pair one new hire. They went from, um, go back a second. DuPont had 125 staff members in FY23, 231, so a gain of six, 7.29, uh, 7. 2 million to 7.5 million for an increase of 4.10%. The site budget went from 111,480 to 124,320 for 11.52%. Um, so you have to see an increase in instructional materials uh, from 40,000 increase of 87.5%. And DuPont went from 753 students to 696 students. Uh, it's a loss of 57 students. But what we're doing at DuPont is we're trying to do a club, um, an EA sports club. So we're putting money into actually having an incentive for kids to come to school and be a part of the club. So it's esports that we're trying to do because DuPont is one of the schools that's on the brink of being in the turnaround. So we're adding more money to our needier schools, which is DuPont and Chickabee Higher, as we stand right now, the two of the most needy schools in the district. So a lot of the instructional materials and equipment will be in that eSports after club room we're looking to, to build for DuPont Middle School. Well, it was an increase from 40,000 to 75. That's where Principal Indelos wanted to put his money into that, that line item to help with instructional materials and also to maybe have incentives for kids to, you know, get in the habit of coming to school on time and being in school. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's 35,000. Correct. Correct, but he could also move the line item around in that area if he chooses to do something else, some other priorities came around. So we had Chicopee Academy, um, supervisory, one new hire for staff, regular education, one hire. So he went from FY 2347 staff to 49 staff. So it's an increase of two staff, 2.9 million to 3.2 million um, for an increase of 9.16 percentage point. Yes, Mr. Lamar. Supervisory, is that another coordinator or is that a vice principal? That's a vice principal. Is that a replacement or no? No, that's the additional one to have one for a high school and one for the middle school because he has two programs over there. Just wanted to understand where we're going. And then for the academy site budget, went from 24,300 to 48,640. So it's an increase of 100%. Um, his academy numbers went from 79 to 87. Um, and the thing about the academy, though, that number, can, it was an increase of eight. But that number can increase 
anywhere from eight to 28 to 30. We have rolling bases on, we, we have referrals that go over the summer. We have referrals that go after the first term. We have referrals to kids, kids that enter there after the second term. So it's a rolling basis. That number is never a fluid number. It, it is a fluid number. It means it changes constantly. And we have move-ins that go over there also too. So also what we're looking to do is revamp the program at the academy. So some money is put in, put in to actually provide more services for those students at the academy because we have more uh, dysregulation, more mental health needs than ever than we had before um, since returning back from remote learning. So that's where the increase has been. Yes, Ms. Lopes. With a 100% increase, if we want to find out as individual school committee members where that money is being spent, would you encourage a superintendent and assistant superintendent and Mr. Mayarecki to go visit that school and to, and to speak with the principal and get answers as to the new programs that we're putting in place? I mean, they're doubling their budget, you said? Yeah, we I, a lot of the things. So, and I can speak for Mr. Francis and Mr. Marecki. A lot of they come in and principals present their budget to the uh, to us before time to build it in there. So we have an idea of where they want to spend it at general supplies. But we all we will go over and look at it to make sure the things they're talking about are definitely being implemented. Um, but we also know that we have our most high risk kids at that particular school. So definitely more services and supplies are definitely needed for those particular individual students. Um, and try to just set up on more staff. We're trying to put more programs in the in the particular building. And that's what a lot of it is. It's like we're, we're big on field trips, Grace and Sam and me. And so would you encourage us to go there and speak with the principal just so we can get a really good idea? Of I mean, we can give you the answers. You want to kind of break down on what it is and a lot of things you will see come through. But we can have an, a given idea of what you're looking for for the actual increase. So in general supplies is a 309% increase, what he's going to actually spend the money on and building technology, what he's going to spend the money on. So we can actually give the things that he's going to be spending those money on to, to give that, uh, you know, line item. Go ahead. Just to add one thing, historically, we've always set the budget the same way year after year after year, where a student based off of enrollment is worth X amount of money. So at the elementary, it's 160, middle school, it's 170, high school student, each high school student's worth 180. And then we give them their site budget. Historically, that's how we've done it. And last year, we actually raised it from 150, 160 to 170 to 160, 170, 180. So we, we upped it last year. But in a, in a building like Chickabee Academy that has very low enrollment, 100 students, to to do anything purposely with $24,000 for our most needy building is very difficult to do. He's very limited over the past. So what we did this past year, and we, and, and we it was a lot of discussion, is we have to change how we fund our buildings based off of need. And based off of what our priorities in the district are is how we should fund them. Instead of just doing it the same way all over again. All set soon, Mr. Lamoff. Is any of this money going toward the building and grounds? I know we were going to start a program over there. Yes, we're we're trying. <laughs> it'll be some type of shop that will be over there. It'll either be building and grounds, or it'll be culinary. It will be something. It'll, he'll get another elective, if not two electives. 
and what we're looking at for the second elective is uh, cosmetology right now to bring that over. The, it's a it's it's a high interest at the academy. So we've that's that's where that extra elective is coming from. Cosmetology we don't do in house; we send out. No, that's incorrect. Yeah, well, we're we're in house. We're in house. Yeah. So we're gonna bust them to whichever school is doing cosmetology. No, well, we have Chickby High. We have a cosmetology, and it's in year one. And we're gonna do uh, we're gonna open up a cosmetology cosmetology at Chickby Chickby Academy as well, just for Chickby Academy students. So next year they should have a building and grounds. Uh, program and a cosmetology program because and 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 to go back what I was talking before Chigby Academy had, had very little electives throughout throughout their past couple yeah. of years so that's where if our most needy students right the, the the greatest students for dysregulation behavioral academic need and yet we give nothing well I didn't want to say that but yes yeah so it's it's about our priorities right and and we're looking at doing a redesign for the Chickabee Academy uh, this year. And that's part of our priorities is, is how do we make it different? Ms. Goldfield? Um, so you answered my question with regard to the increase in general supplies. You said that it was going to um, technology. Is that what the increase was from 7,000 to 28,000? Where he was planning to spend some of the money? It'll go into the programs that uh, Mr. Francis and I talk about, whether it's building the grounds and culinary or whether it's cosmetology. We're going to be building our actual um, experiential, experimental learning. Uh, we're hands-on learning for the kids, uh, give them more electives. Because as Mr. Francis alluded to and Mr. Maloff did, the only electives they've had in a while are phys ed and Spanish. Do you, what's the average cost like from when, I know it wouldn't be. Well, let me ask this. I know that we have cosmetology at Chickabee High, and I'm assuming that that would be a bigger setup than Chickabee Academy. So what's a, like a ballpark figure on like what that would cost? What did it cost he, us to do that? He's working. Uh, Mr. Leonard has been working um, off of kind of like what we've done at Chickabee High as like a starting off, um, recognizing it's a smaller space. It's year one. So like, you know, the the water access, you know, for the, for the, for the hair washing and, and he's not servicing as many students per class. Right. So Chickabee high, we're even looking next year to expand even further the cosmetology um, meeting, adding more materials, more supplies in it, more, more stations. Chickabee, Chickabee Academy will be a fraction of what Chickabee high will. Do you have a ballpark figure on that? Uh, we were, I, I, not really. I mean, it, there it's fifteen grand, twenty grand as a startup. I just, okay, yeah. I was just curious. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Doubt, and then Mr. Chomsky. I actually had a question. I'm sorry, I should have asked this earlier, but I didn't know if it was the right time. I had a question about Zatella. I don't know if we can go back just a few slides. The supervisory position on Zatella. Uh, it, I don't see any added positions, but the uh, salary increase from 87000 to 217000 So I was just curious, without an added position, what the increase of 130000 was. So with, with that is obviously some of it is just natural raises um, that have been, that been built in there. Uh, but with this, uh, the principal was originally on her the EC revolving account. So that's the money that they uh, raise in a, in a revolving account uh, from the preschool. Uh, students that would come in and would pay. 
Um, we took her off off of that this year and put her back onto the general fund. So that's why you that's why you see an increase there. And also, we added a VP at Satello also too. This is the first year we ever had a VP at Satello. Okay, thank you. To add to that, we were getting money for students going there, but now it's free. So that right. correct that, that the revolving account right up doesn't exist. Yeah. Jay, you're all set. Okay, Mr. Chomsky. I said a question. I know um, the academy, like we said, we had a lack of electives and programs. Is there any thoughts of possibly putting a STEAM lab there in a way that it's not like not elementary, but middle school and high school? Doesn't they have like robotics and programming like that? He's looking to do so to kind of answer that question. One, he doesn't have the space during the day to, in order to do that. But he's another one that's looking at possibly having the EA Sports Club after school. Allow to give the kids as a as a carrot to see how they like it. If it's something that grows, that may be something we may be able to integrate during the school day. Ms. Schoolfield, did you have your hand up? Uh, no, I was just going to say that I know that um, the science teacher at the academy does a lot of hands-on things that um, was on committees and stuff with him, and and he does a lot of what they do in STEAM and robotics too at different points. So uh, next up was Chickabee High School. So Chickabee High School was a supervisory, one new hire. Uh, regular teachers, seven new hires, one EL hire, three pairs, special ed hires. They went from 138 staff to 150 projected for FY24. Uh, it's from 8.6 to 9.6 for 11.4 for in, uh, increase. <laughs> And their actual site budget went from 482,308 to 497,620 for increase of 3.17%. Uh, so Chicopee High is our school that's in turnaround. So we obviously allocate money towards them because they're in turnaround for the state. But Chicopee High's enrollment, um, it actually dropped 11 students from 925 to 914. So we're she putting the money in her line items where she's needed. You'll see in general supplies where she can actually move her around. But that's about the turnaround piece. We're trying to help them come out of turnaround. She can be comprehensive. Um, they went from 136 staffs, projected 142, an increase of six, a supervisory, one new hire, uh, three regular ed teacher, new hires, one sped uh, teacher hire, and one special education pair of hire. So they go from non-million to 9.6, so a 6.43% uh, increase. The site budget um, is 542,778 to uh, 153,993. So a 3.91%. They actually went from 1,153 students to 1,206 students were increase of 53 students. And he's put his money into, we actually gave him 37,000 uh, for classroom instruction. So it was 100% increase there. Next up is CTE. So they went, have uh, 29 staff
one million for a fourteen point eight uh, three pre, uh, increase. And as Mr. Maraki said earlier, a lot of the salaries and things are built in with the actual stat rates with the increases in there. So that's the big percentage of that there. Mr. Lamoth has a question. Well, I don't know if it's a question or more of a statement. At first, I saw the 150 versus 142, and I was kind of at a loss why we had less teachers at comp with more students until I realized it was really a total of 171. We didn't include the CTE, yeah. The CTE built into the chicken behind yes. budget. Yes. So that's kind of what threw me for the loop. Correct. It took me a while to figure that out. Okay. All set down. Mr. Chomsky, then Ms. Lopes. So I just had a question. What exactly is this operations line item for $58,617? Mr. Rackey, you want to answer that? Yeah, that's that's the administrative assistant uh, for the CTE program. Originally, uh, in 23, she was not. Um, she was in another spot in the budget, and we we moved her over for 24 to her proper spot. Well, what exactly does she do as administrative assistant? She's the admin assistant to uh, Mr. Ringer. All set, Sam. Ms. Lopes. How come there's no paras in CTE? Um, with that, uh, Ms. Lopes, that actually gets picked up in the uh, the comp the comp budget if there are uh, CTE paras. Yeah, because when I was there a couple months ago, one of them came up to me and spoke with me. And I was okay. Okay, got it. Okay. So their actual site budget for went from 350,000, 330 to 392,000 to 11.89% increase and it's in general supplies. Ms. Lopes, you have a question? Okay. So you'll see uh, administrative um, building. So you have 19 uh, new hires under operations, salary operations, and you have one new hire so you went from um, FY23, 72 to 92. And those 19 hires includes the transportation clerk, uh, the parent liaisons for the 15 schools, um, the three interpreters that we're looking to hire, and then the one um, family engagement coordinator under, under the one new hire for attendant supervisor. Yeah. I want to add a little bit to that with the, the, the liaisons, family uh, engagement liaisons. Um, currently, we didn't have, a, a, at the point of doing it, we didn't have a spot that they would actually be housed. Um, but if they do end up in the schools, um, they will be moved, that money will be moved into the schools. So it's making sure we're accounting for them in the schools and that salary operations line. Yes, Mr. Lamont. I see a lot of new hires and I see a lot of guidance counselors, um, social workers. I guess one of the questions I have is it can any of this be put under grants like that, sir? We did have some of them on ESSER and we moved them back to the general fund because we knew that ESSER is going to um at some point go away, expire. Here is it. It's gone after correct. Correct. So we may be able to move some of these to Title One, which is a constant one, which we previously had some counselors on Title One. But you'll see when we get to later part of the budget that we have a significant number of staff that were mentioned in these direct buildings are actually paid through a grant by Title I and special ed. Basically, if you're keeping these positions beyond the ESSER, you have to account for them now because Correct. all of a sudden you're going to be looking for $5 million. Like it's not going to be there. 
So we went from uh, 4.3 to 5.3, uh, which is a 22.78 increase. As Mr. Marecki said, some of those, that would actually be, that'll actually change because some of the people we're talking about will be moved to the sites, sites uh, for salaries, like the family liaisons, whatever schools they're stationed at, they will probably be according to that. But right now we didn't have anywhere to house them because as of right now, they're not hired. So they're all going to be on the, on the, on the district side. So the site budget, we went from um, for administrative building 1.2, uh, 1. uh, 1, 240,900 to 1,242,400. So it's an increase of 0.12%, 0.12%. Then we have district salaries, district-wide salaries. So you see three new hires in the district-wide, you'll see uh, salaries for special education teachers district-wide, six new hires. So the first three are the behaviors we have. We're looking to hire. Uh, we just had interviews, just uh, behaviors on the elementary, middle school, and high school level. And then you'll see the six hires on the special ed. There's a BCBA, board certified behavior analyst. It'll be for our special education programs. And then you will see the salaries teacher professional, one new hire. That's a one-to-one -one LPN we're looking to hire. So FY23 on district-wide salaries, we had 90. We've increased that by 10 to 100 for FY24 projection. So it went from 9.4 to 11,175,717 for a 17.91% increase. Mr. Shumsky. Yeah, so I have a few questions on this slide. So my first one is for the after-school line. Um, um, right here, $45,000. So how is the after-school line item above in each school budget differ? Barry was 2000 Belcher was 10000 Bellamy was 20000 and Savannah was 10240 from the district after-school line item. It appears as though it could be like a mistake or another like $45,000. I'm trying to understand that. Go ahead, John. So again, as Mr. Uh, Mr. Morton mentioned, it's pure autonomy when it comes to their site budgets of what the principals were doing for their after-school program activities for their students. Um, but this $45,000 actually came about a couple of years ago because of a contract change um, with the art program and the music program um, within, within the schools. Um, so there is not a art or music program within the schools per the contract. The, the, the school is required to have some sort of after-school uh, enrichment uh, program uh, for those two topics or one topic or one or the other. Um, so what this money was, because we did not know what schools at that point or even now um, may offer it, this money is used and usually transferred over to those site budgets to compensate um, those after-school programs um, during the year. Yeah, I have two more. So for long-term subs, they increase from 400000 to a million. What does this represent? How many they are expected to be out that we need a $600,000 increase? Because we, if you remember, we got rid of Kelly services. We have our own program now. So the money's going to increase because of the subs we have. We have building subs. We have day-to-day -day subs. So that money's going to increase with that particular piece there. That's why the increase was there. Go ahead and add to it, John. Yeah, and, and also to what Mr. Morton's saying, I think uh, Mr. Morton and uh, Mr. Francis can also attest to this, is that um, you know with those long-term subs and those daily subs, uh, we found that we were using them uh, more often than not than the short-term subs. Um, so this line item um, needed to be increased. 
And there also, we had some talk here at Mr. Francis that, you know, there could be also maybe an increase of those, those daily subs we have in the school to help, to help with the, um, the issues if, if someone is, is out or there's absentee in, in the schools. So what are the district-wide new hires? And like, are they going to certain schools? Are they going to be in? Yeah, so they're in all the schools. Like I said before, the behaviorist on the, the first three on top of the page, the three new hires, they're on the elementary, middle school, and high school level. So that behaviorist will hit all high schools on the high school level, all the middle schools, including the academy. And then you have all, all the elementary schools of behaviorists. And then the six new hires under the special education district-wide are BCBAs, Board Certified Behavior Analysts. Those are attached to the special education substantially separate programs to provide support to those teachers in those programs. And then also under the uh, professional, that's a one-to-one -one, uh, LPN that's needed for a student. Okay. My last one is um, about crossing guards. Uh, they increased by $43,000. How many crossing guards is that? I don't have the accurate number now, um, but I will tell you one thing, it's not enough. <laughs> it's still not enough crossing guards. It's, it's I think just a, that's it's, in the fifty range. Yeah, but it's it's we still need more. It's it's one of those hard to fill positions, or people that stay for a long period of time. All right, thank you. So we also had district wide expenses that went from twenty one million to twenty three million for eleven point five per uh, eleven point five seven percent. And this is like the expenses we have. You'll see fuel, telephone, water, transportation, sped, re uh, regular transportation. All those things are included in this um, particular line item. And you also will see tuition too. And that tuition would be special education tuition. And I just want to make note to all those increases you see there, especially when it comes to the energy lines. A lot of those energy costs is costs are are going up as many of us have realized in our own homes. Uh, it's still even happening uh, here with our utilities along with the usage too, we're seeing uh, a little bit of increase, especially coming out of COVID where there wasn't an increase because we didn't have people in the in the buildings. Um, now we're getting back to more normal levels and uh, in some cases uh, expending more energy. So now we have telecom um, salaries, um, 10 staff, FY23 went from 498,000 to 507,000 to a 1.9% increase. Site budget went from 305000 to $335,000 for a 9.5% increase. Yeah. What's included in that 10 staff? Um, clerks and um, our actual, uh, the guys that go out and fi fix the computers and what do they call I can't think of something. The techs. Yes. And is there a place where it shows the breakdown of <laughs> burning salary? Oh, for the, the breakup of between the city and the and the, and the um, school district, it would be in the line item. We would break it down on the more micro part. Yes. Okay, so it's the, it's in there. Yes. Okay. So as we were talking before, we were talking about some salaries being on grants. As you see right here, we have ninety five staff members that are on grants, and it talks about the grants. You got Title One. You got twenty four teachers that are paid out of Title One. Thirty two pairs that are paid out of Title One. One admin, I mean, two admin, um, Title Three, two teachers, Title Three, one pair, tutors, uh, three out of Title Three, nothing out of Title Four, IDEA, which is a special ed grant, is 12 uh, teachers are paid, two pairs, uh, one um, 
certified occupational therapy assistant, one, one OT, one SLPA, and you have comprehensive school nurse is paid out of it. One nurse is paid out of the grants. And then you have United States Air Force teacher one, and then you have so forth, a counselor is paid out of the grant. And um, the revolving teachers one and the revolving pairs is four, and school lunch has six staff members that are paid out of it, which is self-sufficient. Sam? I know some salaries are being paid out of ESSER because we are used to notice for positions. What are the positions being filled? We don't have any positions paid out of ESSER right now. We took them all out of ESSER because ESSER will be drawn up in a year. This is a grant. These grants we're speaking of right now are grants we apply for, any entitlement grants, and we have to apply for each and every year. And we have them, so we know that something income we're going to have on a regular basis, so we can build those salaries within there. Mr. Lamath, in the past we used to take portions of salaries, like grants administrator out of grants and uh, assistant superintendent for students, say out of Title One or whatever. We doing any of that anymore? Yeah, we have two administrators out of Title One, the grants administrator, and I think even um my for sure is other individuals on the Title One piece, but I know the grants administrator is out of there. Food services is coming out of the food service revolving account. Yes. I just have a question. Um do we have a uh, a capital improvements list that we're working on with our buildings? Because I mean we have all this extra money now that we, we really should be on a plan to make some some good improvements. If we got dirty carpets or we got bad, you know. So we uh, had a me I had a meeting with Mr. Chaplain and Mrs. Sullivan today. But even prior to um, Esser, we had already had a list we were working off of. So with the Esser money, with the um, the decline of 350 Memorial Drive, the money we're putting back, we will ex expedite those particular things, and we'll get to hire out some people to expedite some of those projects. So we have grants for HVAC. Um, we're working on the bigger projects like uh, a new track at Chicopee High School. Uh, we're looking on auditorium lights. We're working on gym floors. We're putting uh, floors in and picker places, repairing um, shades, uh, replacing doors, uh, replacing locks. We're working on um, updating our camera system. So we're doing all these things. And a big piece of that is the ESSA grant. Very good. Thank you. Mr. Lamoff. Yeah, I'm going to call a facilities meeting at the beginning of April, after, you know, like the, the second week of April, so that Scott and you guys can go over where you're spending that money. Oh, we'll have a lot for you because we, we we're going out for RFPs as we speak for all these big projects. Okay, thank you. So we have the FY budget totals, and when you look at this particular thing, you will see the, the difference between Chapter 70 for FY23 and FY24. Plus, you'll see the city contribution FY23 to FY24. Increase of 5.47 was a 9.96 increase for Chapter 70. And the totals from 112 to 122 was an 8.68 increase. And you have the city cost. So that's the bill when we're charged back. So that number in FY24 and 23 looks uh, pretty, pretty much the same because we don't know what the chargebacks will be as of yet. So that's not a static number as we speak. So that's subject to change. The transportation is what the city gives us and then puts it back in there. And then when we get that total net school spending, we're looking at the 114,200 and uh, well, $114,255,193. But in order to get that number, you have the chapter 70 plus the city contributions minus the city cost gives you that net school spending. 
That's how you get that 114,000. But as you look at the bottom, there's other things we think. We have the negative two point, uh, negative two million four hundred twenty nine thousand four hundred sixteen dollars, which we'd be looking to go into prior year money for that particular reason. Where we stand. What do we have for prior year money? Do we have enough to cover it? I'm, do what? Yes, we have more than enough to cover. Because they know right now we're being told by the city council don't come looking for any money. And we're not. We have an increase. So, so that last year we was the 1.2 we were looking for. What well, was the increase of city contribution of 1.7? So technically that 1.25, if you want to look at it, could be in that particular piece because of the, the way the numbers worked out. So we will not be looking for that that money this year or not even requesting it. And we have money in um, prior money, as we were told last year, which we have a pretty accurate account of what we have in prior money. So when we go forward with a finalized budget, that 2.429 is going to come out of Prior, prior years, years yes. We'll be submitting a, um, a level funded budget. Minimum foundation yes. budget to the Correct. city council so they can't say anything. Correct. In order to give you a visual of it, so FY23 budget expenses were 23.4%. Salaries were 75, I mean 76.6%. And then for FY24, and you look at that, it's 23.2%. And uh, for expenses and salaries are 76.8%. So it's pretty static of what we're looking at for each and every year. Not much of an increase from expenses and salaries from FY23 to FY24. Do you have any other questions? I know that's a lot to cover. Um, I'm sorry for all the slides, but we're trying to make it a little bit more user-friendly when it's in front of you. This is just the PowerPoint, which is pretty much the budget that you received before. Um, we'll let you know, we'll highlight when we come back for the second phase, anything new to make sure we don't have to go through everything that we went through today. But any questions that you have, we can definitely answer the questions. As of right now, do you have any further questions or need more detail? As we said, this is just phase one of the first iteration of the FY24 budget. Any questions? Ms. Lopes has a question. <clears throat> so as of now, 22 and I mean, 23 and 24 are about the same budget. Pretty pretty static based upon that that particular graphic with expenses and salaries. Okay, and so the, and my second question would be, as a phase one, you feel confident the three of you men in this room right now that are making these decisions. It was a good PowerPoint presentation. That was well done, Alvin. That was very, it was just well done. Um, I understood it all. Um, we, you don't foresee, you three men don't foresee us going to the city council and having the same troubles that we had last year, right? No, I think if if we want to recall last year, one of the things wasn't the fact that we were saying we needed the 1.25. It was something we felt was promised to us from previous administration. We understood the fact that city council promised us if we ever need the money that we could always come back to them to ask for money. And as we stand right now, we're not in need of money, so we will not be asking them for money. Yes, Don. So what do we have in prior year accounts? After we put in the $2.4 million uh, that we're pulling out of prior years this year, uh, it'll be a little over $10 million. So is the city going to pull it back? Are they going to create a rainy day fund for us? Um, we are going to have to, we are going to have to set up a, uh, a fund. Uh, that would be for a school to use, but we will have to go through um, city council to to access those Thank funds. Yeah, okay. But but 
the prior years that we are using um, this year within our budget. And if there's any more that we use for any reason, um, that those numbers will be taken away from however that stabilization fund is set up at the end of the year. And to add to that, Mr. Lamoth, we have a proposal that we'll be probably bringing to school committee at the next school committee and executive session that will also eat into that prior year's money too that will benefit um, the district and trying to retention and, and uh, recruitment along with doing an inflation adjustment. So we're looking at something we want to propose to school committee that would definitely eat into that money also. I don't have a question. I just want to thank you all. I mean, the, your staff, the three of you, everybody, this was um, hands down way, such an improvement from last year. So I, you know, I truly, truly appreciate all the efforts and, and time and energy that everybody put into it. Thank you. We have a tentative uh, second date for the second part of this um, uh, budget hearing uh, April 10th. I don't know if that works with IT in the room um, or if uh, this works for our colleagues. Monday. Is it? It's a Monday. Monday. Or the week Thanks. of April 10th. The week of April 10th is fine. April, yeah. April 10th don't work for me. Week of April 10th. Why don't we uh, check with Sarah and she can check with Vern to make sure that the room's available. So we'll, uh, we'll do that tomorrow. We'll check with Sarah. I'll send her an email. And we'll ask can her. you just see, see me on the email or I can make sure we check and see tomorrow. I'll make it a priority to reach out to him and see what the what dates um, the this is available the week of April 10th. OK. OK. Any other discussion? Any other question? Just Mr. Teller. Thank you. Based is three of you, two ways. Based on what you share with us this evening, you know, quite comprehensive, a lot to absorb. What's the one question that was not asked that should have been? Hmm. Go ahead. I know there's one thing we've talked about, the three of us, uh, throughout this whole process and probably before the process start. And uh, I felt the question, we felt the question might come up, sustainability of this. Okay. Um, I, I do feel with the SOA, as you've seen over the last two years, it provided us nine point, I think, believe seven or eight million, nine point eight million dollars last year. It has given us another nine point one million. Uh, our decile change has has helped us with those amounts. Um, I don't see that going down. Um, we're right in the middle of decile eleven, meaning we need to go up, up, you know, five more points to capture the highest, which is twelve. Um, our population, uh, as we may have thought, might have been declining more than what it hasn't declined as much as maybe we thought, or at least our foundation numbers, our students haven't. So I feel this is a sustainable thing um, over the years over the years to come, because that's always the question. We talked about ESSER earlier. That's gone. So having these, these funds being on the general fund now and in the budget for future years is, is very uh, is an essential thing not only for our district, but our students in our district, uh, to have the support that we put into this budget, meaning the amount of on the ground boots out there. Um, I haven't seen that in my 10 years here. Um, so I'm excited to see that and Mr. Morton putting that through in the budget right now, but 
bottom line is it, it is sustainable, um, at least for the, the, the short term, three or four or five year future from what we can kind of see and, and figure out and predict. And to add to what he was saying that with the SOA, our enrollment numbers may be dipping, but our needs are going higher. So what our needs going higher, it means there possibly more money coming into the district because our low income or our decile keeps going up. And also our supplemental low income is something we go heavy on because most people get direct services now, but we actually make sure we find to help those families that actually need those services. We look for those families and that's helped bring an extra, you know, whatever, four to five million dollars to the district recently. So I do think it's a sustainable thing, as Mr. Marecki talked about, because we've been talking about it. And like he said, we're in year three, which means we have uh, three more years of SOA to be. And then whatever that adjustment we end up at is what we'll continue to be funded at at the end of the SOA time period. So I think it's definitely sustainable for the next fiscal year, the following fiscal year, and the third fiscal year from that perspective. Yes, Tom. I know there's been talk, like Amherst has brought it up, and a few other towns. They're they're looking at the SOA num numbers that we're getting and saying, "Whoa, time out! Why are they getting nine million dollars and we're laying pieces <laughs> off?" So it looks to be sustainable for the next three or four years, unless correct, unless somebody says, "Oh, sorry, we got to redistribute the money," and then all of a sudden we're, you know, sucking canal water. But I also think the counter to that also, too, is they're kind of making up for the years that with inflation and that they actually didn't provide us the money that was necessary for the the low income. Because at one time they were called low income, then they changed the economically disadvantaged, which changed the formula. But as those numbers keep going up, our entitlement grants go up also. So if necessary, we would have we would be able to fund staff on those grants for that time period. Anybody else? Thank you, Mr. Morton, Mr. Marecki, Mr. Francis, for this uh, preliminary budget. Uh, Mr. Morton did a great job uh, going over the uh, what we have so far. The last uh, item on the agenda for this evening would be item number four: cost associated with metal detectors. Mr. Lamoth. I put I put this in the into the finance. Committee, because when we were talking metal detectors, the question I asked, are we going to have to hire additional staff to man these metal detectors? So if you want me to answer that now, this would be one of the conversation topics at the next school committee. But the answer, quick answer to your question is yes. Okay, we have a quick answer. How about a thumb suck? What are you thinking for money? I don't know money wise. I'm thinking that we're probably looking at two to three staff at the high schools and Two at the middle school, so we're talking maybe that's you know three, that's uh, six, uh, eight, ten, uh, maybe twelve staff at this at the rate of a, like a teacher assistant. So, so like, like an entry level teacher. Well, it's a teacher assistant probably runs as John on a first level teacher assistant, twenty seven, <laughs> thirty. So you're probably thinking almost close to three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> like to leave this in the subcommittee until we get his presentation at our next meeting so we know where we're at. But it, it's looking like you're going to be- You want a table it, Mr. Lamoth? Huh? A table? Just hold it in subcommittee. All right. All in favor to hold this in the subcommittee? All in favor? Aye. Motion to adjourn. Motion to adjourn. We have a second. Mr. Dowd, second. Thank you. Thank you all for being here tonight.
and we'll wait to hear for the next meeting uh, when it's going to be scheduled.